Channel Podcast. Double Olympic champion 800 meter runner Casta Semenya is one of the most successful middle distance runners in history. But the three time world champion won't be at the IAAF World Championships in Doha and she may not be at Tokyo 2020 either. My name is Ed Knowles and this is the Olympic Channel Podcast. Olympic Channel Podcast. The women's 800 in Rio. No doubt most of the attention will be on the young woman from South Africa, Casta Semenya. Off they go. Semenya making a statement of intent in the first few metres. Casta Semenya of South Africa was the hot favourite for gold at the 2016 Olympics in Rio. Two other women ended up sharing the podium with Semenya that day. Look at the young athlete from Burundi. She's taking it to Semenya. She's determined to have a go. Nian Saba has got out about two metres in front. Semenya is being very patient though. Francine Nian Saba of Burundi and Kenya's Margaret Narirera. She's normally got a devastating kick when she goes and go she does. And she goes from two metres behind to two metres in front of the top of the lane. Semenya running for gold now in front of Nian Saba and Bishop, but she's left the others in her wake. And Casta Semenya is going to do what most people thought she would do in the 800. And she runs away and wins it brilliantly. These three athletes will not be at Doha for the World Championships. The Rio podium, as we know it, is obliterated. Why? Because all three of these women have higher than ordinary biologically female levels of testosterone due to differences in sexual development, also known as DSD. A court ruling in Switzerland banned them from competing with their naturally occurring hormonal state. This ruling matters a lot at the moment because it will have a huge impact on the field at the World Championships. The podium will be transformed. The IOC have said that they will apply these rules at the 2020 Olympic Games in Tokyo as well. The ruling has already changed lives. For Olympic bronze medalist Margaret Nanirera, it's meant devastation. I miss running so much, but I have no other option because the other routes are blocked. I do nothing. I just wake up and chill. There's nothing I do. No job or anything. I'm just taking my time. Natoya Gould of Jamaica has gone from also ran to medal prospect. This is going to be my fourth world championships and um, more of a medal prospect this time. From Kenya to Burundi, via competitions in Europe and in the Americas, we've gone across the globe to speak to the people affected by this ruling. This is their story. In April 2018, the athletics governing body, the IAAF, released a set of new rules. They were aware that some athletes in the female category had higher than ordinary levels of testosterone. They decided to change the rules for women's sport for races between the 400 metres to one mile, or 1.6 kilometres. No athlete with testosterone over a certain amount, five nanomoles per litre to be exact, could compete. That's unless they agree to lower their testosterone using hormonal contraceptives over a six-month period. After that period was over, they were free to compete again. 
as long as they kept their testosterone in check. This meant that Casta Semenya and many other athletes wouldn't compete. Casta didn't want to take anything that would affect her natural hormonal state, so she decided to fight the Idol AF. Hello, Ms. Semenya, how are you? Good morning. Thanks. Could we have a quick comment from you? About the case eventually ended up in the Court of Arbitration for Sport. People call it CAS for short. After lengthy deliberations in May 2019, the court found in favour of the IAAF. The court said, Such discrimination is a necessary, reasonable and proportionate means of achieving the IAAF's aim of preserving the integrity of female athletics. Sebastian Coe is the president of the IAAF. Athletics has two classifications. It has age, uh, it has gender. We are fiercely protective about both, and I'm really grateful uh, that the Court of Arbitration has upheld that principle. Speaking to Sky Sports News in 2018, marathon world record holder Paula Radcliffe outlined the reasons why she's concerned. So many women with normal levels of testosterone have been lining up in races basically with very little chance of, of getting a medal in those races. So is that fair to them? No, it's not. Is it fair to, to take that competition and that right away from women who've been female their whole life and have been raised as female? Is that fair either? No, it's not. Semenya now wasn't eligible to compete in her favourite distances of the 800 metres as well as the 400 metres and the 1500 metres. Casta and the two women she shared the podium with at Rio, Francine and Saba of Burundi and Kenya's Margaret Nyarirera could either lower their testosterone to the IAAF limits or find something else to do. Finding that something else to do has been particularly difficult for Margaret Nyarireda. She was at the recent Kenyan trials for the World Championships. She watched the 800 metre race from the stands. Nyarireda, like Semenya, is against adjusting her natural hormonal levels. I can do many things apart from taking drugs. Drugs is out for me. But other things, like moving up to the long distance or scaling down, I can consider, but drugs, no. She calls on the people making the rules to consider the huge impact it has on her life and on other people like her. Sports is all about bringing people together. So why not create a rule that will be fair to all? Why stop or block others? If you're targeting one person, remove her. But don't affect all of us. Sports is all about unity. It's not about discriminating against the other. They're ruining our sport. Stop this division in sport. Let sport be fair. I'm Ajay Wilson. I do the 800 meters and I run for the USA.
That's the winner of the Diamond League 800 meter title. The IAAF have world rankings and RJ Wilson is number one in the 800 meters this season. With Casta Semenya and the other two women from Rio's podium now not competing, Wilson stands a real chance of winning a world title. But the court case? It's an awkward situation for her. That can't be ignored. I think it's it's all a part of it. Like it's all like it's a part of what I'm doing. It's a part of what I've been doing. So it's not something that like you can completely just say, I don't know what's going on or like it doesn't exist, you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, like I have been racing against them for years. We're cool with each other, so it's it's definitely a tough position to be in. I would definitely say before before any decisions or rulings were made, you know, we've been racing each other for the past four, five years maybe. Um, so for me, it's always just been about whoever's on the line, like that's the level that I need to be at, that's the level that I need to match. So I can definitely say that our training has been with, you know, faster times in mind, like I need to be on, I need to be able to run 156 if I want to be competitive. So. I definitely say it's pushed me to a different level of just working hard and pushing myself to try and be better and be faster so that I can medal. RJ dreams of being a world champion, maybe even an Olympic champion, and bringing home those medals to her friends and family in New Jersey. It'd be a super huge deal. We're a, a small but really close-knit community, so even as I'm racing like Diamond Leagues, my Facebook is live with just, you know, posts or messages from friends and family back home. So it'd, it'd be awesome to um, bring back Olympic medal to, to Neptune, New Jersey. Yeah. With all the off the track things that are happening, have you thought about how that makes your chances just greater in both the World Championships and oh, Olympics? Oh, absolutely. Um, it definitely changes my odds of winning for sure. Yeah. Olympic silver medalist Francine Niansaba was hopeful of continuing to pursue a life of competing when we spoke to her in December 2018. I think no one can stop my dream. Me, I created by God. God knows me. Eh? I think I have to focus on what am I. Francine spoke to Evelyn Water in Burundi. This is the only interview where she's addressed the ruling. How do you feel when people focus on how Francine looks, on how Francine runs? So Francine looks herself. No one looks like me. I'm myself. To hear people talking, that is motivation. Running was a big deal for Francine and her family. It provided a route out of poverty. Me, I came from a poor family. I was going to school without shoes. So, and I have learning without shoes, with, with clothes, no good. So, I was happy. I asked two to friends to give me some shoes and the clothes to look better. Yeah. Eh? I'm going to learn with the others. So, I was happy, yeah. Taking a silver medal at Rio 2016 was a career highlight. I didn't even know 
I didn't think I'm going to get an uh, Olympic silver medalist. But I knew I'm a competitive person. Because before three weeks, I get injury. I get knee problems. And I stop training. And I was uh, there with a lot of stress. I, and I, I think, and I was crying three days before Olympic, Olympics. Wow. But I says, me and person, I have to, I, I'm going, me, I will go and see what, what can happen. Mm. And I went, I, I get silver medalist. I say, okay, that's why he says, impossible is nothing for me. Yeah, yeah. 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 to get silver medalist in, in, in Rio, it was my first uh, day in my life. I didn't, I will never forget. There are two different types of chromosomes that a human can have, XX and XY. The lines are becoming increasingly blurred and the authorities gave up on testing for people's sex around 10 years ago. Now they measure testosterone. I'm Dorianne Coleman and I'm a law professor at Duke University School of Law. Females have testosterone in a particular testosterone levels in a particular range, and males have testosterone levels in a particular range. And when I say males and females in this context, it's it's biological males and females. In other words, uh, individuals whose genetic sex and their gonadal and endocrine sex, their hormonal sex, is male or female. Individuals in the female group and individuals in the male group have different um, different T levels, different testosterone levels. Uh, if you have a um, a person who is a male whose T levels are in the normal male range, but they present in the women's category or in a women in a women's event, it will appear that they have high T levels, um, but in fact they're normal for their bodies. Dorian used to be a really good 800 meter runner as well. She competed at national and international level from 1976 to 1992, and she was an expert witness called by the IAAF in the Casta Semenya case at CAS. If we were to start from scratch and we were to imagine um, sort of today, given the competing social values that we're confronted with, sort of an imperative to do equality by females without regard to how they might identify um, because females have been subordinated across time and space because of their sex-linked traits. Um, if we want to do equality by females, but we also want to do inclusion um, on the basis of gender identity, is there a way to, come to, to do right by both? Or, and if we can't do right by both, which one should be privileged? There's no denying that Dorianne has thought about this subject a lot. And so have the authorities. Sport about 10 years ago, the IOC, the IAAF, and then the Olympic movement in general um, decided that it would no longer question an athlete's sex or seek to establish an athlete's sex, but rather that it would use testosterone um, as a proxy for what it was trying to get at in sorting males from females. Um, and it uses testosterone because it's the primary driver of the performance gap between males and females. And so to the extent that it's important to sort males from females in order to give females an equal chance at the goods that flow from sport, we need to separate them. And using testosterone as a tool isn't perfect, but it's pretty close to being perfect. And so that's what sport does now. The CAS ruling states that there are grave concerns about the future practical applications of the DST regulations. 
like anything else, the science behind using testosterone as a proxy is developing all the time. Perhaps in the future, there'll be other methods available. But there are some things that the Cass ruling did make clear. The Olympic movement has, has definitely um, committed itself um, to, to providing equality for females in the sports space. Um, I think that there's a, a sense that that commitment is, is cemented at least to the, to the point where it would be difficult in this period to, um, to move it to the point where we were giving up on those goods in comparison with the goods that would flow economically, expressively and otherwise, um, of seeing champions who are not necessarily female but who identify as women. That's not to say Dorian has no sympathy for the other side of the argument. Breaking someone's heart is not easy. Those athletes who have been competing in this period have invested um, essentially their lives in in the sport and have they've made it their profession. They um, you know whether they make a lot of money or not, it's it's part of, of of what they do and who they are. For them, it's understandably devastating to um, to be in a situation where they either have to um, move on entirely or or try to develop um, an, a, a, you know sort of a skill in a different event or agree to, to to wind down their T levels when they otherwise wouldn't do that right wind down their T levels as a way to continue to be included where they want to be included um, that has to be a heartrending experience as well as practically speaking of course for some athletes who have earned a living doing this has to be a really difficult economic situation but if the rules remain in place it offers an opportunity to another group of people this last 10 years has been devastating on the other side right so that the female athletes the female bodied athletes who have been essentially excluded by the DSD athlete from spots and finals and places on podiums that they would have um, won had the, had the rules been in effect the way um, they had been intended to have been in effect. It's been a tough, devastating 10 years for those athletes. And so basically in this period, just because we've, we've, we've wrestled in this last 10 years with, with figuring out a way to not to exclude, to include, and how to include, and the process has been messy um, throughout, um, it's either one group or the other group, you know, periodically within that 10-year period, and then especially now, that's been, that's been heartbroken by what's been going on. On your mark. The 800-metre heats are on the first day of competition at the IAAF World Championships in Doha. With no cast of Semenya, a new world champion will be crowned. And one of the favourites to take a place on the podium now is Jamaica's Natoya Gould. I definitely want to do well, you know, just to go there and do my very best because it would mean so much to me and my family, you know, because we've worked hard. <laughs> Chances for the finals to get a world championship gold, it's really there. I'm really satisfied with any medal I get, but the gold is definitely the one that I need. So once I get a medal, that will mean really a lot to me. Casta Semenya won't be on the start line in the 800 metres in Doha, but there will be a great amount of respect in the field for the South African 
I really admire her for, for what she's doing because, you know, that shows that she have a lot, you know, of confidence and, you know, because I honestly would just give up. <laughs> I really do. So I admire her for her determination. Whether or not she's in the race or not, you know, I always go there and, uh, you know, run to my full potential because with or without her, we definitely have to go there and run anyways. Plaster Semenya has decided to take a break from the track. I grew up as a footballer. Uh, I had dreams. I wanted to be a superstar. She's training with JVWFC in South Africa with a view to playing for them in the 2020 season. I wanted to be great in football, but obviously, you know, God has got plans, you know, for you. You, you just choose the right path and then, you know, I never thought I'll be great in running. I'll be an Olympic champion or world champ, but Obviously, uh, as a human, you know, you take it as it comes. So for me, obviously, I'll say being around, you know, surrounded with right people, I think um, making right choices, making right decisions, I think um, it has played a, a very important role. So I really appreciate that. As it stands, Semenya won't run at the Olympics at Tokyo 2020. International Olympic Committee President Thomas Bach has sympathy for Semenya as a person. The issue as such is, is extremely complex. It has a scientific uh, impact, it has an ethical impact, uh, it, it has uh, the, the impact of, uh, of uh, fair play. It's extremely delicate and extremely difficult. The IOC is uh, respecting uh, CAS uh, decisions. Uh, uh, but from, a, from a, a human point of view, uh, yes, I, I, have, uh, I have sympathy uh, for, for her. Athletes with differences of sexual development competing outside of the restricted events can actually continue to enter competitions. For now, the Olympic track events that are affected are just the 400 metres, the 800 metres and the 1500 metres. Some athletes are already applying their skills to different events. Maximila Amali of Kenya competed in the 400 metres, but has now switched to the long jump. She was at the African Games in Rabat, Morocco, when she opened up to Evelyn Water. I first had these problems in 2014 when I came back from the World Junior Championships in Oregon. They tested those things and I never got anything to show that I might have high testosterone in my body. It caused a lot of issues because I wanted to know more about myself from my mum because no one can explain it better than my mother. Amidst all that, my mum became very disturbed and she fell sick. In 2016, she passed away. Maximila has a lot riding on her career. Now, it's at risk. Running is everything to me. What happened this year with the IAAF was a big setback because I had planned to run the 400 metres. Some days I thought to myself, should I quit running, should I carry on studying? But my life depends on running, I feed my family for my races. I have an adopted child, then I adopted a toddler, just before I was banned, who is nine months old. 
I have many big responsibilities. Maximilia Mali won't be at the World Championships. She didn't qualify, but she's not giving up. If I can get a coach who can improve on my jumping technique, I will make the Olympic team. There will be a women's 800m race in Doha at the World Championships. There will be a women's 800m race at Tokyo 2020. With Casta Semenya's case currently in appeal, that race in particular remains an off-the-track battleground. Regardless of the outcome, the judgment there is just the beginning of a wider global debate about how our definitions of sex and gender are changing. Thanks this week to all the brave women who spoke out. Another big thanks to Evelyn Water, who was the reporter. The writer, producer and presenter was me, Ed Knowles. Every week we find the best people to talk about the biggest Olympic talking points to get you inspired and motivated. If you love the Olympics, remember, subscribe right now, wherever you find your podcast. That is it for now, though. See you soon.